Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. <laughs> Who, Messy? This is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one-man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. Welcome back to a special bonus episode of Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast. As you guys know, it is WrestleMania week or season 2019 and as of today it's april 2nd 2019 and wrestlemania is at our doorstep so we wouldn't really be a professional wrestling podcast if we did what mike crockett did this week and mailed it in and re-aired some old footage or audio on our podcast like the wpan did yeah i went there mike <laughs> anyway with all that said it's a joke people he we're friends uh, check out the wrestling podcast about nothing seriously with that said i want to welcome in i believe this is his fifth time on booking the territory he's the owner of chaotic wrestling the head trainer and owner of the new england pro wrestling academy oh and one last thing he's trained flip gordon donovan dijak aka dijakovich now i think it is and my personal favorite sasha banks to name a few he is the one and only Brian Fury. Brian, welcome back to the show, and thanks for joining me for a special WrestleMania preview. Mike, thank you for that amazing introduction. I really appreciate it. It's been far too long since I've been here. Very happy to be back. Yeah, I was trying to remember. I think it's probably been, I don't know, a year and a half maybe. It feels like it's been a while, so uh, I'm glad to do this. And um, as we kick off things... You've got a busy week ahead. I mean, we're recording this the night that SmackDown's about to air, which is April the 2nd, 2019. And um, you've got a busy week coming, though, because you've got some stuff going with with uh, Chaotic Wrestling. So uh, before we get into WrestleMania, why don't you mention that? That way folks <clears throat> who are traveling to the area know what's going on. Oh, I appreciate that so very, very much. Yeah, it's been a crazy couple weeks here for Chaotic Wrestling. We usually run our biggest show of the year called Cold Fury right around this time, and we did that three weeks ago. We just had a show this past Friday night, and this coming Saturday night, Chaotic Wrestling is going to be invading WrestleMania weekend. Uh, we're traveling out of New England for the first time ever, and we figured with WrestleMania up here in New York, uh, what better way to really kind of spread our wings and show people what we can do than doing a show, WrestleMania weekend, down in New Jersey, right near the the MetLife Stadium right near all the other activities and stuff. Uh, Rowley, New Jersey, uh, we partnered up with Connor's Cure um, to run a show called Chaos for a Cause. Um, so we're very excited about being able to, you know, do that show, our style of professional wrestling. It's going to be a little bit different than everything else that goes on down there WrestleMania weekend. Um, so, you know, if you're a casual wrestling fan, please come check us out. Uh, we really, really appreciate it. What is the date and time of the actual chaotic card this weekend? We are Saturday afternoon, two o'clock. 
that is what, April the 6th, I believe? Yeah, April the 6th, Saturday afternoon, 2 o'clock. Uh, Railway, New Jersey, the Railway Rick Center um, will be done by 5 o'clock. So if you have tickets to the Hall of Fame or if you have tickets to D1 Supercar of Honor or any of those other bigger events right around that night, you know, have more than enough time to get there um, and enjoy a full day of wrestling instead of just one night at the end of the day. There you go. So uh, what's your whistle with uh, some chaotic before heading to uh, many of the other events uh, that Saturday night? Um, so, oh, all yeah. right, Brian, I have um, anything else you want to add about chaotic before we move on to our mania preview, our, our quick and dirty mania preview, that is. <laughs> yeah, short and sweet. Um, chaotic wrestling, you know, obviously, you know, not only am I the only I'm a former competitor there, but chaotic wrestling, you know, for those people that don't know, is truly the birthplace of stars. Um, one of the guys I'm sure we're going to be talking about here in a couple of minutes, Kofi Kingston started there, Orbert Hansen, Tommaso Ciampa, you know, Sasha Banks, and so on and so forth, so many others. Uh, Chaotic Wrestling has been around for a very, very, very long time and will continue to be around, and it really is the birthplace of stars. So if you don't really get a chance to see us at all, you know, because you don't live in New England and you're coming up to the New York area, please come check us out. We promise you, you will not be disappointed. So you just tapped on the very first match I wanted to talk to you about related to Mania, and that is, uh, you mentioned Kofi Kingston. Anyone who listens to this show, they've heard, I think you and I have probably talked a little bit about Kofi, but I know I've talked to Brian Malonis a lot more about Kofi. Brian was on just oh yeah, uh, maybe a month ago, so we had a long conversation. He talked a lot about Kofi. Everyone knows Kofi's story by now, but uh, I am... This is probably the one I'm looking forward to that more than anything, not only because, you know, Kofi, but I just think the way they've done it, it's been a real good build. Um, I've enjoyed the story they've told. I mean, it's it's the one thing I'm really, really invested in. So with that said, I can't wait for it. I predict Kofi, you know, goes on to win it. At least I'm hoping that's what happens. Your your thoughts though, um, the build of it, and then you know how they've told the story, how they've gotten here, and then ultimately, what do you predict happens, or what do you think will happen? Uh, it's one of those things where you know they took a situation and something organically got over and got over huge, and they decided to run with it and take full advantage of it. Uh, basically, what they didn't do with Daniel Bryan or five years ago, you know, it kind of had to get forced upon them versus this happening and then just taking it and running with it. So it's kind of fitting that Kofi is going against Daniel Bryan. I think the match itself is hundred percent going to deliver. Um, it seems like everyone's going to get more than enough time at this year's mania. So, you know, time won't be an issue. I think the match is going to deliver. Um, I would love nothing more than to see Kofi win. Um, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think Daniel Bryan is going to keep the, championship that's interesting because i um i think well i think a possibility and okay you can tell me i'm just thinking too deep into it now i thought to myself you know what they're gonna do they're not gonna give it (laughs) he's not gonna win it at mania but he'll turn around and win it (laughs) two nights later at smackdown like that will be (laughs) the moment he gets like something in me says that they would do that and 
I don't know your your thoughts on um, that being a possibility. And Brian doesn't have any insider information. You know, I know he's been a guest trainer for the WWE multiple times, but uh, <laughs> just um, you know, I, I have to say that because a couple years ago, uh, you actually were on and we talked about Mania, and this is when Sasha was in the Triple Threat match uh, against Charlotte yeah. and Becky, and. Um, I had someone at that point was like, well, I mean, it's, he's got insider information. I mean, he knows Sasha, so he must know something. I'm like, okay, well, no, I don't think so. But anyway, I just wanted to point that out. You don't have any insider information, uh, but that's why you say that. But in my mind, I'm like, do they not do it that night and then do it two nights later? Um, am I crazy to think that, Brian? No, I, I don't think you are. I think um, everyone talks about the raw after mania, uh, but I think a lot of people over the past couple of years have forgotten about the SmackDown after mania, you know, it's live as well. It's just two nights later. It's a lot of the same. Fans. It's very rowdy. It's very lively and stuff. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that changes next year when it's going to be on a Friday night live, um, you know, quite a few days after mania, but so this is that last live SmackDown a couple of days after mania. And, you know, uh, your theory sounds like it could be awesome. I think the, crowd there would totally eat it up i think it's something that definitely could be done uh, you never say never especially in this day and age so uh, i could i could see something like that happen definitely and, and i mean we've seen things like this in the past that's why i mentioned that it's i mean i'm not saying they do it every single time obviously they don't but we've seen times where you know they the person doesn't win it at mania whatever the situation is and then they turn around and it, it typically had been the raw after where they would do something like that but you know SmackDown's live now, like you said. So anyway, I it crossed my mind that that was a possibility. We shall see, though. Um, we shall see. All right, next match that I had in mind and um would be the triple threat: Ronda, Charlotte, Becky. Uh, as of right now, us recording it because you never know something could change at SmackDown, or who knows what could change later on in the week. It is for both titles, meaning that winner takes all. Uh, your thoughts on the build of this and then your prediction with who you think is going to win this thing. I'll start with the winner take all stipulation. Like that is intriguing to me. Um, only because I see how they're treating the women's tag titles as kind of being available to be defended anywhere. And I wonder if they're doing a winner take all to have the same type of feel for the women's championship. Um, I don't know if that's been discussed or talked about by anybody anywhere, but it's intriguing to me to only want one woman's champion. Um, <clears throat> maybe they do the same type of thing where the woman's champion can go to any of those shows and defend it and whatnot. Um, that being said, the build to this has been interesting to say the least. I think uh, <laughs> to, to me, Becky obviously being, so over as she is and 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 another organic thing that really took off i don't think they had to continuously make her as much of an underdog as they did overcoming every single odd overcoming this overcoming that all the injuries and stuff i don't think she needed that to be as over as she was and i think um they kind of added all these different wrinkles and stuff and it was unnecessary I understand that it's a very long road from the Royal Rumble to WrestleMania, and you have to add all these different dynamics and stuff, but possibly they overdid it. Uh, but at the same time, if you watched Raw last night, that segment with the three of them, uh, the cop cars and, 
everything and the huge brawl they had. And I thought that was such an awesome segment. And I thought it was really cool to see a woman in a segment like that um, rather than just, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin or Braun Strowman doing something crazy like that outside of the ring. I think it was awesome. And I think the match itself will definitely deliver. Um, if anybody saw Ronda and Charlotte at the Survivor Series or Ronda and Sasha at the Rumble, any one of Charlotte's matches and any one of Becky's matches, they know what these people are capable of. And I think it's worthy of main eventing WrestleMania. And I think the match itself is going to be, um, I think it's going to be awesome. How alive the crowd will be after five and a half, six and a half, seven and a half hours. Who knows? But I think the match itself is going to be fantastic. Yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be a really, really fantastic match. And, um, I'm with you, man. Um, that's a lot to sit through to get to that point, but I think they'll deliver. Um, I, I really do. Uh, who uh, who do you think wins it? Uh, you know, it, conventional wisdom says that, um, you know, Becky is going to win and take it all, but uh, I really think that Charlotte's going to win and, and Charlotte's going to hold both titles. So – you had said something also, as you're mentioning, you think Charlotte will hold both. I actually, we did a Patreon show for our, for our Patreon members last week and it was a quick one. It was like 15 minutes. And this was, this was, um, really taking after, care of those Patreon members, huh? Yeah. Yeah. We got to, man. We got to keep <laughs> pumping those shows out. <laughs> and man, you know how it is. <laughs> a, whole, a whole 15 minutes for those guys. Well, no, no, no. So, uh, so no, no, no. What it is, uh, just, <laughs> I see where you're laughing. Now, what we do is a lot of times before we record our normal show on Wednesday, we'll do like a pre-show. And um, that's where, because, uh, you know, I mean, we talk we talk a lot of old school. You know, you make fun of me on the WPAN and uh, everywhere else. But because we're like the old, we're the old guys, you know, get off my lawn. No, we don't do that. But you know what I mean? We celebrate <laughs> all the old stuff. And you're one of those northern WWFers for life. So we get it, you know. But anyway, so no, oh, what yeah. we did was... <laughs> what we did was um every now and then you know especially this time of year we'll do like a you know a pre-show where we'll do something for patreon members and and i actually talked about the charlotte had just won on smackdown so that meant that both belts were they hadn't announced it would be both belts up yet but i was like when i saw that the first reaction i had was what you said i think they're gonna you know unite them and they'll unify these titles and in my mind, I, I thought exactly what you thought, which was Sasha and Bailey are currently the tag champs. They're bouncing around not only to SmackDown and Raw, but, you know, they're they're doing NXT stuff, too, or they're going to. So I kind of felt like, wait, they may be doing that. Now, with the women, I don't think they're thinking of them going to NXT because there's a women's title there already. But my point is, I think that right, they right. unify the title. And then what you can do is you can you can literally have that woman uh, float back and forth between the two brands. And you're not limited to a set number of you know, no opponents. And I just think that's a positive. So I agree with you. I think, and I think that's positive. I don't, I don't know if I ever really liked the idea of two women's champions. I, and that's not a slight on the women. I just thought that, look, I know you got two different brands, but come on, you're the same company. Nothing stops you from bouncing back between those brands. If you have one woman's champion. So anyway, I, that you're the only other person besides me who's actually, I've heard say that. So, uh, I agree with you. I think that, and uh, let me ask this. Do you think that's a good idea? Cause I do. Uh, I don't know. I'm I haven't really given it that much thought. I don't know if it's a good idea. I think with the tags, it it kind of makes sense because there's only so many women up there in that main roster. But I think there is a big enough of our of a roster on each 
show just for them to each have their own title, you know. But at the same time, um, it's not a bad idea if it's just the champion kind of going back and forth. Obviously, things get jumbled up in the lead to Mania with this kind of people on both shows all over the place. But I think once this move to Fox happens, it's going to be a little bit more of a permanent thing, really, where the, the roster split is the roster split. Because I think there's going to be two very, very different touring brands. And being live on a Monday night and live on a Friday night, you know, it's going to be a lot different. They're going to be much farther away city-wise, I'm sure. So you can't just be bouncing from show to show. So then it will make the champion special. So it's a possibility, but I, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a no point to me. Yeah, no, I hear you. And they're a big company. They can do what they want at this point. So, um, <laughs> speaking, speaking of tag champs. So since we were going there, let's, let's go there next. Uh, Bailey and Sasha, they're the champs. They're going up against uh, Beth Phoenix and Natalia, the Iconics, Nia Jax and Tamina in this uh, fatal four-way tag team match. Uh, your thoughts on, I'll just say it, I don't know if the actual build for the four teams is all that great, but your thoughts on the actual, uh, I guess, build to it and then who wins? I mean, the build to it, it's kind of one of those almost thrown-together type mania matches where, hey, we need to get something for these people. Um, I rather would have seen just a straight-up tag with them against Natalia and Beth and make Beth's return a little more special. Um, but having her in the big match with everybody else, uh, you know, it, it kind of takes that away from me, especially since she wrestled last night on Raw, too. It makes the return at me a little less special to me. Um, but she did prove last night that she's still, you know, great shape and can still kind of go. Uh, I think the match itself will be fine. Um Nothing special, nothing terrible. I think it'll be a good match. I, I know the you know the thoughts of those competitors and everybody else come mania time is go out there and kick ass and steal the show. And I think we'll see maybe a crazy dive or two with so many people there out there to catch. Um, but I think it'll you know I think Sasha and Bailey will retain and move on to something else down the line. Yeah, I think that makes sense. They just want them to and. Um... I definitely think they retain, and uh, like you said, it'll be a crazy diver too. Uh, I do like your idea of if it would have been Beth and Natalia versus just Bailey and Sasha. I, you know, I, I, it does feel like it's thrown together to get four more bodies on the show. And, and look, I'm not knocking it. it. It like you said, it is what it is. We we see this from time to time, and you know, hey, what can you do? It is what it is at this point. Uh, all yeah, right, it, it happens happens all the time with so many people. Yeah, well, I mean, look, look, they've got two battle royals now. I remember when it used to just be one. And again, I'm not knocking the women having one, but now you've got two battle royals. You got the Andre the Giant one and you got the women's one. So that's that's all thrown into it. But um, let's go to the, in my opinion, the the next um, biggest or the, the biggest match that'll be there is uh, Brock and Seth. Your thoughts on the build and then ultimately who wins it? I think the build has been good. I think I like the the dynamic of, how they've been saying that Brock has trouble with the smaller guys, you know, how those are the people that, you know, kind of given them the most trouble. Um, I thought there are a couple different segments they've had together was good. Seth standing strong last night was awesome. And then I just, you know, kind of revert back to the match they had at the rumble a couple of years ago. That was fantastic. I think tomorrow, not tomorrow, uh, Sunday night's match will be, you know, awesome. Seth Rollins has been the consistent best performer, I think, in the WWE over the past two or three years. Uh, that's, you know, holds true in, in my mind. I think there's nobody better than him right now in the world of professional wrestling. And for him to have a, you know, heavyweight title match at 
mania. And I think he's going to go completely all out. And Brock Lesnar, when put in these big situations, I think he delivers time and time and time again. Like, so I'm super excited for the match. I do think Seth wins. Um, but you know, when it comes to Brock and mania, I've been shocked and surprised time and time again, year over the years. So who, who really knows? Yeah, I think you nailed it, man. It's, I mean, because I don't know, last year I fully expected Roman to walk out and we see what happened. So, um, right. Yeah. Everybody does. Everybody did. I think. Well, and then don't, don't forget when they were in California years ago, when it was, um, when it was Brock and Roman and then you had Seth Mm -hmm. cash in. I mean, I didn't see that coming. Did you? Nope. Nobody did. And then, you know, obviously the most infamous of all when Brock broke the streak with Undertaker. Yep. So you just, you just never know. It's one of those things with Brock. I, I will say that I'm not, uh, I'm not looking forward to it. This is not my top match to look forward to, but I, I can say, you know, I kind of get back into WWE once football season ends and I can focus on it. Cause other than that, I'm such a, a football, like literally just bizarre fan. I will watch anything and everything pretty much. Down there, right? Of course we got Rob, bro. Just so you know. I, mean, I was gonna say, so you must be very excited about the new pass interference uh, rule change that's going. I don't on. give. That's fucking bullshit. Let me tell you why. That okay. <laughs> here's here's what pisses me off about that. I hate to get sidetracked, but you push my button now. I don't like. So what? It doesn't do anything for me now. Like when they changed that rule, I just thought to myself, "Oh Jesus, for the love of God, can you help me?" Hey, no, but seriously, if we win that game. We're beating Tom Brady's ass, and we're not just putting up three points yeah. like the goddamn Rams. If if was a fifth, yeah. we'd all be drunk. But I'm just saying. Yeah, that that wouldn't have happened. Uh, you guys <laughs> would have just lost them, you know, to the Pats. Uh, but hey, I I understand the frustration. I get it. But I mean, we just saved you an embarrassment on the grandest stage of all in football. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, since we'll never know, let's go with some things we will eventually know here. So you're predicting Seth wins, but nothing will shock you uh, when it if if for some reason Brock retains. Yeah, Brock again. Who going along like what you said? Maybe something happens with Brock on Raw and he loses the title. If you were to win the night before, you know, maybe they finally push Braun and give him something. Like who who knows? Uh, stranger things have happened. It's Brock Lesnar at Mania. Yeah, that's a definite there. All right, so um, I think I went through my personal opinion, the the ones that I was most invested in. So I'm going to go down the list now of what's left. Now, this is not in any particular order. Um, so you can tell me, just give me a quick prediction or you can give me, you know, your thoughts on the background and then your prediction as well. So, uh, cause I told you we, we run kind of short today. So let's just, let's just quick hit these things. Um, next I had bing, bing bang, boom. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, elaborate on if you want, but next we have triple H versus Batista. You know, I'm not the biggest triple H fan. Uh, but anyway, your thoughts on the match and who wins. <laughs> Uh, I'm excited for it. Uh, I think it'll be very enjoyable, and you know, with no DQ and all that stuff, I'll have all these different bells and whistles and whatever else. Um, say what you want about Triple H, but his match last year at Mania with what Angle and Rousey and his wife was the best match in the card, I thought. And I think you know him being able to go through stuff with Batista, it's going to be a fantastic match as well. Um, obviously, I think Triple H is going to win. His match last year was tremendous. I have to say that it was it was the uh, 
One of only, well, I don't want to say that. I, I enjoyed it. Let me give him, Kim and his wife credit. <clears throat> that was uh, that was a hell of a match. And um, So who did you go with, Batista or Triple H in that one? I think Triple H is winning. Yeah, because if, if not, he loses, he must retire, even though no wrestler ever retires, including Brian <laughs> Fury. <laughs> Not, not that I know anything about that, right? <laughs> <laughs> Amen. All right, uh, we got uh, Kurt Angle, Baron Corbin. Yeah, I think, um, I don't know. I, <laughs> I'm happy to see Angle retire. Obviously, you watched some of his matches over these past couple weeks, and I think, um, you know, it's time. You look at him in the ring, and you're like, all right, it's time. I think. Um, Baron Corbin loses, but I think he stays very strong and looks very good um, after the fact. Yeah, Kurt, um, you could see it. You ever just watch him stand up, Brian? Like, he just, it looks like it hurts when he just stands, like, tries to stand straight up. I can't explain it. Yeah. No, he does the uh, Michael Keaton Batman. Like, he can't turn his neck, so he has to move his whole body to, like, look left and right. Yeah, man, it, I'm not laughing at him. I'm just like, man, it just looks painful. And uh, I think it's good. Yeah. I think it's good that he uh, that he walks away and, um, you know, rides <clears> up <throat> to sunset. So, all right, Shane. And, McMahon and, 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 oh, go ahead. Real quick, everyone's complaining about him wrestling Baron Corbin at Mania. Like, okay, I get it. But he can't really wrestle like uh, this high caliber match that people would kind of want to see him in or against somebody. So it's been cool over these past couple of weeks on – Raw and SmackDown that he's kind of been able to wrestle some of those guys on a, on a, on a lesser stage, you know, working Mysterio and working Joe and, you know, all these other guys like him wrestling Corbin, I think fits for the Corbin character and will help him going forward, which is what he should be doing on his way out anyways. I agree. I agree. I, I'm not hung up on the fact that it's Baron Corbin, even though, um, you know, <clears throat> the internet, uh, the internet wrestling community and the Twitter, <laughs> the Twitter sphere is in an uproar. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I agree, man. Yeah, totally agree. We got Shane versus Miz up next. I, uh, I'm uh, not invested in this, Brian. Shane, uh, Shane jumps off something big, takes some crazy bump, and Miz wins. Next. <laughs> okay, so you agree. AJ Styles versus <laughs> Randy Orton. Your thoughts? Have these Have these guys wrestled before? I'm I for some reason I don't know if they have or not. Uh, I don't know if he ever defended his title against. Orton when he was the champ at all, but I'm I'm intrigued by this one. Orton is one of those guys that can be sneaky good um, in these big situations, and I think obviously AJ, you know, performs to the highest level. He had a great match with Shane last year. Uh, was that not last year? Or was that Nakamura last year? Well, when we wrestled Shane at Mania, uh, I thought it was a, a really good one, um, and I think this match should be very good. I think uh, AJ wins. I think I agree with you. Uh, I don't know if they've wrestled. I, like I said, I lose uh, wide swaths of time when it's football season when it comes to the WWE. So I'm not really sure. But um, and I know. No, I I try to keep up with it. It's just the problem is it's just freaking difficult to watch when you miss on a Monday and Tuesday. Like you got to find that five hour somewhere else, and I just can't find that five hour somewhere else in football season. So, but no, I'm not no, sure if they. I hear you. Yeah, I'm not sure if they've um done battle. Uh, so, uh, intriguing, like you said. Okay, Samoa Joe, Rey Mysterio, your thoughts? I think this has sleeper match written all over it. I think Mysterio has had an amazing career resurgence since returning to WWE. His matches with Andrade have been absolutely fantastic. I think Joe has always been 
one of the most solid workers in, over the past 10, 15 years. I think this match could be really, really, really fantastic. I think you know Joe gonna, retains, though. You know what's going to make it even better? I think they go on relatively early, and you've got a crowd that isn't really fatigued yet, and I think because of that, <clears throat> that that makes it even that much better. Do, am I making sense, like how early they go on? And oh, yeah, just uh, yeah, wow no, it? 100%. Like, uh, the feelings from the crowd and, and the liveliness from them totally helps the performers in the ring, and I think if they're still alive and still there, like, yeah, totally. Plus, it won't be freezing cold in New York and, and or raining. Yeah. They they it did this will it'll be good. I agree with you. Uh Bobby Lashley and Finn Balor uh with uh Bobby Lashley being I guess managed or advised by you know someone that you did battle with back in ROH in the top prospect <laughs> tournament in 2016 was it? So uh anyway, thoughts on Bobby My Lashley and Finn Balor. Yeah, yeah. Um I don't know I, if uh I think uh, I think the match will be good. I think Lashley is very underrated. I think his heel work with with Leo Rush has been very good. Um, obviously, you know, they said last night, and I kind of expected it, but the demon will be there rather than Finn Balor. Uh, and he doesn't lose whenever he's the demon. That's the only time he really takes him out. So I think, obviously, the demon Finn Balor will be victorious and once again the Intercontinental Champion. I'm sure Leo Rush would love to be doing more as far as actually in the ring. But um, what do you think of him in his uh, – I, I think you just said it, but uh, your thoughts on him and the role he's playing right now with Bobby Lashley? Oh, he's been great. I think um, the little bits of time that he has been in the ring, you know, they don't present him, like, as just a manager. He's been presented as a wrestler that is also kind of a manager-advocate type role. I think he's he's gotten tremendous amounts of heat. He really gets under the skin of people. I think he's he's been great. It, you know, awesome for him to be – on Raw, you know, the flagship show rather than just 205 Live or NXT. That was 2016 Top Prospect that you and he were in, right? Yes. Okay. Um, I can't believe that was already <clears throat> three years ago. <laughs> that's, what I'm, that's why I'm asking. I'm like, I'm trying to figure it out. That's but uh, crazy. Yeah. No, you you guys both had a really, really good match that uh, that night So um, in the finals. Well, I think All you, right. sir. Well, I've told you that before. I mean, I'm not like Taz, you know, where I have to tear apart everything you do. <laughs> I was I was waiting for that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, boy. Anyway, uh, good old Taz. Brian Fury and Taz are best friends. <laughs> 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 All right. Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. Uh, your thoughts? Oh, I, I almost forgot about this one. I, uh, I'm, I'm, Drew McIntyre has been, you know, very, very, very good. Um, when, when I was a little kid, when I thought pro wrestler and I could draw one, I think Drew McIntyre would be what I would draw if I could draw. He has everything that a pro wrestler should be. He looks fantastic. He can wrestle in the ring. He can talk. He's, he's awesome. Um, even with all those things, he doesn't really do it for me like i'm not a huge fan of him baby face or heel or anything so he did on the indies but he's not bad he's very very good i'm just not a fan uh, i do like roman i think roman has been another underrated guy for all the hate that he gets and stuff but i think this match will be very solid not amazing i think roman wins i think roman wins obviously it's his um you know, he's had a match, obviously, coming back from cancer, but I agree. I think he wins. Uh, the only other match we have besides the Battle Royals are Buddy Murphy versus Tony Nese for the Cruiserweight title. Full disclosure, I have not watched uh, 205 Live 
in a very long time. So I couldn't tell you anything about what they've built with these guys. But uh, your thoughts, if any, on that match? Uh, they did another like mini tournament thing uh, that Nice ended up winning. I think Nice has been, you know, he's he's been good since the beginning. I think he was good in, the, in that first cruiserweight classic that he was in, and and then um, ever since then, I think the match will be very good. Buddy Murphy has been one of the best wrestlers in WWE since his main roster debut, and I think these guys obviously come mania time. If they're given some time, they're going to pull all the stops and give everything they can, and I think the match will be very good. I think I think Buddy Murphy retains, though. I hear you. I'd love to give an opinion. I just haven't watched it, so I don't want to sound like an idiot and just say, yeah, Buddy retains or Tony Nese wins. So, um <laughs> I don't have any. I don't have an opinion or a prediction on the battle royals at all. Um, do you? I mean, I think Andrade wins, and they rename it the Andrade Battle Royal. <laughs> you, you know, you said something about it. His matches with Mysterio on SmackDown, man, that was they. Uh, they tore it up, man. They really did. It, yeah, I think it was awesome. I think it was really cool for a WWE audience to get to see basically like a high-level independent match, like on SmackDown, if, if you know what I'm saying. Like, the stuff that they were doing and the spots that they were doing, Canadian Destroyers and everything else, like, you never saw that stuff on WWE television before, but if you went to, you know, almost any independent show uh, any weekend, those are the types of things you would see, like, on a regular basis. So it's very cool to bring that to the big mainstream television shows. Totally agree, man. It was uh, just really good stuff. I was... I don't want to say I was amazed if I was, but I enjoyed it. It was, um, it was really good. Uh, all right, Brian. So, uh, that wraps up the WrestleMania preview on BTT. Uh, before we get out of here again, uh, remind everyone, uh, bef- about your chaotic card, the sixth, the time and the location. That way, uh, in case they missed it at the beginning, they'll catch it now. Beautiful. Chaoticwrestling.com. Uh, chaotic wrestling is partnering up with Connor's Cure, um, for benefit show to, help pediatric cancer and whatnot um chaos for a cause that is saturday april the 6th two o'clock p.m rawway new jersey at the rawway rec center um very excited to present our first show outside of new england uh, tommy dreamer will be there um jordan grace will be there and the main event will be jt dunn challenging for the chaotic wrestling heavyweight championship that he just lost um against Christian Casanova. So very excited to put on the card, very excited to benefit a good cause and be there, you know, the, the heartbeat of professional wrestling WrestleMania weekend. Ryan doesn't want to beat his chest, but I mean, Chaotic really does some great work. I'm telling you, they've had guys like Donovan Dijak. Sasha Banks has been uh, the, the women's champion years ago. Birthplace of the Stars. You name them, they've been through there. They've got a big name, and uh, it should be a good show. So definitely go check it out if you're on the way. WrestleMania weekend uh, up in the Northeast. So, all right, Brian, we, we wrapped that up, man. Um, I don't know about you, but I've been waiting too damn long for some Game of Thrones, man. Um, when the, <laughs> I mean, we've almost been waiting two years for a new season, and it's finally upon us, or nearly upon us. So uh, right. any prediction on who wins the Iron Throne? I have a prediction, and anybody I tell it to, they don't like it at all. But I I think Cersei remains on the throne at the end of it all. Wow. So the heel remains on the throne. I think 
<laughs> that's kind of the way his show goes, isn't it? I think there's no happy ending. I don't think there's everything tied up nicely in a bow. I think chaos ensues. I think so many different people die beyond bowing. I think when all is said and done, um, you know, Lannisters hold all the cards and she ends up taking care of whatever she has to take care of and remains on the throne when all is said and done. Man, do you know how many people are going to be tweeting out hashtag boycott HBO if that happens? <laughs> I could I could see it. I can see people getting very angry about it, but it wouldn't be the first time HBO has gotten anger over a uh, series finale. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, so um, are you referring to The Sopranos? Yes. Uh, do you want to hear a funny story? You and I have never talked about The Sopranos. You you, you know I actually binged watched it over like the last, I finished about a month ago, but over like the last two months or so, and I hadn't seen it. Mm-hmm. I finally I, I watched, it, watched maybe, it. Maybe maybe two years ago I watched it for the first time, and I loved it, loved it. <laughs> but go on. The characters in that show are tremendous. I mean, it is... I don't like storytelling wise. It's so much different. You can't really compare it, in my opinion, at least to Game of Thrones. It's it's just a different type of series. But right. Tony Soprano and Silvio and Paulie, the characters in that show just made it like where I wanted to just keep watching like I, it. They, they were so good. It's hard to put into words. So my co-host, Doc, keeps telling me. He keeps asking me, well, which one's better, Game of Thrones or Sopranos? I'm like, I can't tell you that. They're two different types of series. They're two different bases. It's hard to explain. It sounds like you understand what I mean, though. No, it's, they are completely different. They're two very different things. I think the, the thing that really was awesome about The Sopranos is most people, when they watch like gangster movies or things along those lines, you just get a two-hour snippet. And you get to see just the life of the gangster and the way the Sopranos really stood out for me was you get to see repercussions of everybody knew who Tony Soprano was. So when his kids went to school, you got to see how they were dealt with when his wife went to work or wherever else you got to see how she was dealt with. Like that type of stuff was really awesome and intriguing to me. Um, It really kind of brought new life to that type of genre for me because I wasn't really a big fan of anything mob or gangster related. Uh, and then the Sopranos kind of changed all of that for me, but yeah, they're two different shows. Um, to me, I still like Game of Thrones more. I think overall it is amazing, but I mean, the Sopranos is probably a top four or five show all time. Without, without a doubt. It's, it's a storytelling in Game of Thrones. It, the, it's hard to surpass that in my opinion. And not that the Sopranos didn't have it, but it's like you said, it's just too, you know, they're totally different series overall. So it's because anyway. Game of Thrones broke all the rules of, of television, I think. I think that's what really makes it stand out for for people, you know. I just remember last season as we we're entering the last season right now, when the freaking dragon just I forget the name of the episode, when he just torched all the wagons and just God, I was like whole like my breath was taken away. I was like, <gasps> My like I just was like, oh my god, he just torched the whole wagon train and oh man, just the the death and destruction. It's hard to top that, man. It's just it's really good TV, you know. It's, it's amazing television. It's 
it's so crazy. And everything I've read about um, this last season here, I don't know if you heard anything about the the final battle, how long it took them to film it and stuff, but it's looking like it's going to be absolutely epic. I can, I can only imagine. I mean, they've got a lot to top, but I don't doubt that they can top it. Like, I think they'll top it in, um, if the heel comes out the winner, you can say, I told you so. And, um, the hashtag boycott <laughs> HBO will be out there. Oh, Much boy. like Charlotte Flair retaining the title. Cersei, <laughs> Cersei will retain the throne. What do you think is going to be worse at WrestleMania? Last question I'll ask you. Would it be worse if Charlotte retains or Daniel Bryant as it pertains to the fans being mad about the outcome? Oh, Charlotte, 100%. Really? The fans, the fans love Kofi, and the fans dislike Daniel Bryant, but they're smart enough to still love Daniel Bryant. Um, but the way... Fans are still angry. Even the smart fans are angry that Charlotte is even in the match. Never mind uh, her possibly winning it all and holding both titles at the end of it. Like, it's it's insane to me that people that claim to be smart to the wrestling business and uh, and, and whatever else still get worked by it on a regular basis and get angry <laughs> over the things that that they want them to be angry over. You know what I mean? I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Yes, I know what you mean. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, I guess, man. Like, um, I don't know. In my heart, I feel like Kofi would be the answer, but I can see why you would say Charlotte because they like there are still a lot of fans who say you know she kind of was just wedged into this. Not that they haven't told the story of how, but the way they put her into this thing. So I I see why you are saying. The, if Charlotte wins, there will be more outrage than um, if Daniel Bryan. Because, like you said, there's still a many people who love Daniel Bryan. I mean, they're they're not gonna just you know poo poo that as much as uh, they would with Charlotte. So, okay. Well, Brian, it was a pleasure as always to have you on. Uh, tell the people where to follow you on Twitter, and then you know plug the New England Pro Wrestling Academy. Which, um, seriously, uh, I don't know when Brian's doing his next fantasy camp, but. You know, the reason that well, I don't say the reason because she's talented, but Sasha Banks won a fantasy camp and that's how she became a trainee at the academy and ended up going on to greatness. So uh, if you've got anything to plug with the academy or anything like that, feel free to do so along with your Twitter. Yeah, well, uh, New England Pro Wrestling Academy at NE Pro Wrestling. Uh, that's on Instagram and on the Twitter also, Facebook.com slash NE Pro Wrestling or NEProWrestling.com. Uh, basically, you can get any information that you want and or need about the school. Um, we do fantasy camps twice a year, end of February and end of August. So one just passed, and actually we got a whole bunch of new students that just signed up recently from it. Um, so end of August will be our next one. It's a good, fun, one-day type of thing. Tennessee, test your foot in the water, see how you like professional wrestling training but we accept new students at all times and like you know mike knows just so kindly put uh, we have a pretty good track record here and and a lot of different students have come through they've gone on to very big and amazing things in the professional wrestling world um me you can find me on twitter and instagram at x brian x fury x basically brian fury with an x at the front middle and end. i just spew random things here and there about wrestling and life and then some funny pictures and whatnot on the Instagram. So follow me on everything and I appreciate it.
Well, Brian, it was always good to have you on. Hang tight for me real quick, but I appreciate you doing the show again. And uh, next time, you know, let's just make it an annual thing. Preview every year. I don't know where we'll do Mania or something because, uh, <laughs> like I said, it's it's. I feel like it's been about two years because the last time we talked was, I think, the last Game of Thrones season. So, yeah, that would mean it's yeah, been about two I, I, years. It, I think it was right around there. I think we were talking about the Eagles and, and, and Brady, I think. I, I, I think that's so it has been quite a while. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it, man. So uh, thank you again for uh, for joining the show. Uh, thanks for having me, Mike. I appreciate it.